Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Fish Across the Pond, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and joining me this week, Lee Dobbs. Lee, how are you? I am I, you know, as good as always. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And uh, and Dan the Man, good to have you back. Dan, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Pete. Yeah, good man. Well, thanks, thanks lads, for joining me. Um, I know we're all off doing various podcast spin-offs at the moment. I mean, between between us, we've probably got about seven podcasts on the go, so it's good to get back and talk some Marlins baseball. Let's, you know, I'll take off my fantasy baseball hat. Dan, you take off the heat hat. Lee, yeah. you take off the Dolphins hat. You know, let's let's talk Marlins and um, you know, the Super Bowl's been and gone. Good win for the Chiefs. And that then signals the start of fantasy season. Uh, sorry, baseball season. Oh my He's god! Done it again. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's there's no two takes in this podcast. So we'll roll with that. That was that was planned. Anyway, baseball season is here, lads. And um, three weeks since we last spoke, and yeah. there's been there's been plenty of action. I've got to be honest. I've been watching Twitter the last week and a half, let's say, just over or just under a week, and I've been nervous. I've been nervous about what is about to happen because, and the reason being, the main reason, Wei Yi Chen signed on with the Mariners. Yeah. Only only joking, but uh, he has actually, uh, he has signed with the Mariners, sorry. So, yeah, Chen, Chen gets a deal. But um, no, I've been nervous, lads. I'm not going to lie because we we picked up Kinsler and then also a, a left field signing, literally um, Matt Joyce. So none talked about Matt Joyce whatsoever, not being on our list. Um, and lo and behold, he's signed to a major league deal, um, puts the roster at 42, and two people have got to go. And I've been sitting there for the week, just debating about what what's going to happen. So. It was announced yesterday, yesterday evening, that the two men to go to make room were Harlan the Marlin and uh, one of one of Rob Newell's favourites, particularly from pronunciation perspectives, <laughs> was uh, was Kihada. So there to go. Um, let's let's focus in on the incoming guys though. And last podcast we spent a lot of time talking about who's the next closer, who are the Marlins going to sign. Who are they going to spend some money on to be their closer for for the 2020 season and beyond? And Lee, Kinsler, I think was your shout from recollection. Yeah, Kinsler it is. Kinsler it is a two-year. Well, it's a 3.25 million deal for this year with a club option of four million for next year. I'm guessing you're pretty happy with this one, mate. Yeah, as I say, he he was the guy the guy who I wanted. I think you know he's got experience in, in closing, as I said before. When when I I, I mean I had it on my fantasy team, which is how how I know him you know you know quite well. But yeah, I mean considering considering the options that that were there, I think he's 
you know, you know, probably the best, you know, you know, one, one, one we we had. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that with that move, and I I think he will slot in as the closer now to begin with. Obviously, we will see how it goes from there, but yeah, you know, that's a good move for for me. Yep, good, Dan. Similar thoughts, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I think, as Lee said, it's just going to slot straight in exactly what we needed. Um, we've now got our closer. When you consider that um, we discussed it last time, our, our um, highest saver was second rider with six. And um, now, now we've got Kinsler who's coming, with, who's, who's got 49 career saves. So it's immediately addressed uh, so was, and, and what was an issue. I think he got four, uh, four saves last year, which again makes it even more incredible when you think, that's four in one season, and um, we're a second rider who only had six in his career. So, yeah, that's um, that's uh, that, as Lee said, I think good, good money, good option. Um, it's fulfilled a need. All right, good. I good. I agree. Odds, odds on him getting his fiftieth save opening day against the Phillies. What price? What price are you you giving me on that? I know you like it. I know you like a bet these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think I think that'd be way outside odds because Phillies won't get near won't get near the Marlins. We we've got their number, always have done. So uh, I think that'd be that'd be game over by about fourth, fifth innings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. It might be that that much of a blowout that Sean Rodriguez might be pitching in the in the ninth for uh, for us, just you know, cruising it in. <laughs> a little little nod to the a bit of evening action this evening from the Marlins on a. On a minor league deal, there, Sean Rodriguez, who who can do everything bar catch, seemingly, but knowing the Marlins, we'll we'll find a way to get him behind the plate this year, yeah. I'd say. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that one plays out. Um, looking back, obviously, the, the the closer landscape has has moved on in three weeks, and the guys that we talked about, Kinsler, we've ended up with, and we've paid, I mean, three point two five mil, you know. That's that's some serious wedge for the Marlins. Like that, that isn't RMO. So it isn't just the Kinsler signing, which I think was the right one based on who was left, but, but the size of the deal as well was impressive um, and good for Kinsler. So happy days. Interestingly, some of the other guys that we talked about maybe as options. I know Craig Mish was reporting a lot that the Marlins were basically looking at Kinsler or Strope. Um, as the two options and Strope's Strope's gone to the Reds. What well, yeah, he's gone Strope's gone to the Reds, 1.85 mil. So just around half the price. Mm. So what that says to me is the Marlins, if they were talking to Strope, it wasn't a financial decision. They decided they preferred Kinsler and paid the guy the money. So great signs. Signs that, you know, this isn't the Marlins we know, is it guys? I mean this isn't this is a new this is a new wave of Marlins. They're spending money spending. on the right players. It's all that it's all that wedge they're bringing in from all these jerseys they're releasing and everyone's just going they're just spending it. Well, they're, just, they're just reinvesting the money we've paid on jerseys in the last six months, which is astronomical. Anyway, um, so there we go. Kinsler's in. Um, and just, just to add to that, really, um, after the last podcast as well, we, we picked up Tarpley as well from, from the Yankees. Um, he was DFA'd at the Yankees, so we, we gave away. Who did we give away? Sorry, Lee, I think you were checking that out earlier. It was Nelson. 
He was a second baseman, I think. So yeah, I, not too I, much I, in terms of you know. I didn't know massive background. Yeah. <laughs> He, I think, though, was the the minor league player of the year a few years ago for the Marlins, and then I think had a couple of injuries and it didn't go his way. And then you know we've heavily rebuilt the farm, and so you know he's his opportunity was being squeezed. Yeah. I think so. Hey, we wish him well. Interesting to see Tarpley. Obviously, guys, we've already seen Tarpley pitch <laughs> live because he he opened for the Yankees in London. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there we go. We've already seen him. Uh, I can't remember what he pitched like. Actually, I don't think I was watching. But wasn't that um, wasn't wasn't that like three hour first innings one? Was it? Yeah, so <laughs> it was. It no, that was no. That was <laughs> that was tobacco. <laughs> He, it, it, I thought actually when I looked closer, it was Tazawa that was pitching that day for the Yankees. <laughs> anyway, um, we 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 move on. So Tarpley joins. He's he's a lefty as well. So yeah. you know, it was interesting. Um, and Matt Joyce, what are we thinking about that one, Lee? I mean, he's a lefty lefty bat. He's thirty five. Um, plays corner outfield. Yep. Yeah. Is he basically the Granderson of 2020? Is that what he is? Yeah, I mean, you could say that. I mean, it's going to be probably used as, as a pinch hitter, you know, more often than not. I just, I mean, it's, it's not a bad start. Obviously, he's got, some, yeah, I mean, he had a good, you know, you know, you know for last year, his season. But mm. I'm not really sure if we needed him all that much, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure mm. where he's going to fit. Because we've now got, I mean, you assume that the backup out, outfielders was going to be. Ramirez and Cooper, um, you know, and Bertie in centre field with, you know, a few others, you know, who, who, who we discussed before, you know, you know, down in the minors. So I'm not sure how he's going to fit, you know, even on the roster. Does it mean that well, Cooper's, Cooper's going to be traded or? Because I can't see Cooper, Harold and Joyce all, all being on the team come, come April. So I'm not sure... Well, if, you know, you know, how, how we're going to make room now. Good, good question, mate. And this this is why I was nervous all week. I was like, <laughs> what moves are they going to make? You know, in my head, I was thinking it's going to have to be, you know, it's going to have to be, one of the outfielders is going to have to go, you would assume. And lo and behold, it, they haven't. You know, the reality is there's still a lot of action and movement that, that could happen with this roster. Um, when we look at it, Harlan Garcia, I think Dan is, that was a surprise for me. That was a surprise. I don't know. We might do, do we need to fire up the shockometer? Maybe we do um, on this one, but you know, shockometer on, on Harlan being, being one that was moved. Yeah, that was, just... was I, I thought that was, that was a bit of a shock because um, I think uh, it, for something that we were struggling in, I thought he was one of the better better mm. options we had there. So we, I think there was there was other options that we could have looked at there. But th there is the argument of you know with salt selling relatively higher perhaps. Um, mm. But yeah, I was a bit I was a bit disappointed. Same with um, with uh, Kijada as well because I thought he, he was bit disappointing. But you could see he had um, had it in his arsenal what he could do. I'm not disappointed in the fact that I haven't got to say his name anymore. So I can't pronounce his name anymore. So that's always something. <laughs> oh, so, dear. Uh, Sorry, mate. I, I was just killed. 
Oh, there's these pronunciations again. Oh, uh, I, I, you, you know what I'm like with them, but um, no, I won't miss that. I won't miss that, but I will miss him because I thought he was, I thought he was alright. I quite liked him, but I, I'm a bit gutted about about Harlan. It also doesn't seem right that we've now got no Harlan and no Stalin for the Marlins. No, that doesn't no. seem fair. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, that that was a key consideration. They should have just kept him for that. Yeah. Um, exactly. I don't know. Hey, you're right. I, I, my, my take is, and the reality is, lads, unfortunately, with timings here, we're recording a little bit blind because we're not able to fully report and discuss everything about this, these two moves because Harlan Garcia, I think, is, is, is the, one of the guys because, you know, the trade phone has been up and it's been active and, you know, he he's the reliever of most value probably from last year's pen i would say and and that you know that's saying something because as we know the pen was an absolute dumpster fire in the main and you know there's other players who should be moved and should be gone conley could be on the list his performance wasn't great arania potentially on the list there's other guys but unfortunately the the value right now isn't there and so do the right thing volatile ballpen pieces, move on Harlan, pick up another good piece, let's see what they can do. I think they've done well with some of the other players they've they've had to move on. You know, if, if you like earlier you're saying Stalin and Harlan have gone and, and equally if your name was Austin you were gone seemingly as well. So there's you know there's there's some interesting moves. But they, they managed to get some good pieces back from some of them guys, I think is the key point. And so you know, let's see what Harling can bring, uh, and 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 Kihada. I mean, both of them to be showed to be MLB level pitchers that can that can do a job. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Harling looked more impressive uh, yeah. over the long run, so you, he's likely to maybe gather the most. The reality is, lads, if we were to say and say to you, Lee, where do you think Harling's going to land? You know, it's a pretty much impossible question, right? Unless unless you've got some inside track, mate, and you may do. I know what <laughs> no. you're like. Nah, I mean, I, I say it, it, it was a shock. So I'd, I'd expect, you know, all other teams teams to be interested, you know, in him. Mm-hmm. Saying because I mean, he was mentioned as a, a potential closer, you know, for us at one point. So you know, it, it, it was a it was quite quite a shock to see him go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, what team he ends up on, it's completely up in the air right now. There's no way for us to <laughs> to know. You know, he's. He'll he'll be a bullpen piece. No one's going to be signing him to be your closer or anything like that. He's he'll just slot in and, and do a job. So, you know, we wish him well uh, and Kihada. Um, you know, and I, I don't think it's the end of the moves, but you know, it, it, I don't think it's going to be, and it can't be, because when we look at the, you've already touched upon it, Lee, the outfield makeup <laughs> <laughs> as it currently stands is. I'm not sure of the right word. It's messy, confused, open, um, competitive. You know, let's let's have a look here, guys. Let's try and decode this this current position. So I'll just quickly summarise for you. The outfielders on the 40-man, and then there's a few others that maybe we need to factor in. So in no particular order, we've got Lewis Brinson, Garrett Cooper, Obviously, he's shown that he can play at first base as well. So, but anyway, Brinson, Cooper, Dickerson, Monte Harrison, Matt Joyce, 
Harold Ramirez, Jesus Sanchez, Magniera Sierra. They're on the 40-man. And there's another... Well, then you can layer into that John Birdie, who spends some time in the outfield. I mean, John can play, Birdie can play anywhere. Um, let's talk about VR playing centre field. And then, of course, you've got to add Brian Anderson to that list as well. And that they're just the guys on the 40. Plus, you've then got a couple of non-roster spring training invitees, let's say. Um, Kemp's on that list, isn't he? Yeah. There's a few others, four or five. So, I my, by my calculations, the Marlins have got around about 16, 17 outfielders <laughs> coming to spring training. <laughs> how many... How many are we going to, you know, if you're going to have a perfect roster makeup, what's the number we should have? Like, uh, to me, eight. I was like, you have, you, know, you, you, you have the fourth outfield and normally you can play both corners. And then, like I said, you probably get a centre field back. So, probably five outfielders, plus I reckon you normally get an infielder who can play outfield as well, you know, you know which we've got a few of as well. So, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a struggle to to trim it down. I mean, yeah. like Kemp. I mean, I can't see how Kemp is going to make going to make you know you know the, the, the team. He needs to have an absolutely amazing spring. I think you know to to, to, to have to have a shot. So it's, it just seems yeah. we got so, so many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we look at it, um, Dan Corey Dickerson is in, right? I mean, yeah. he's yeah. inked in. He's inked. Let's, I guess when we look at the rest, if we're totally honest, it, it's up for the gra- up for grabs heavily, isn't yeah. it? Well, this is also why I think that it was like a real head scratcher with with the signing of, of Matt Joyce because I just don't know what 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 the need was for it. I mean, you know, he was if I remember rightly, was he an All Star a couple of years ago? But is that yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you know, and I think he's—I looked up earlier—he's he's got a higher uh, on-base percentage. I think that was really high. He also always absolutely smashes it against the Marlins. He's, I think he, he, mm-hmm. he has a better on-base um, percentage with against the Marlins than any other team in MLB. So that's something that maybe they just signed him for that reason alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just—I um, don't—I didn't really get that one. I just thought you, you, mm-hmm. you've crammed in another player in an already bloated um, situation there. So, yes, mm-hmm. it's a head-scratcher. But as you said, yeah, Dickinson is, um, is, is inked in, as you say. The rest is anyone's idea. Mm, yeah. Lads, I, I, hate to, I hate to come back around on this topic, but I feel like it, we need, the question needs to be asked. And Lewis Brinson, based... Based on performance, he's got one option left, by the way. So he does have an option remaining. But based on performance, is he is he at risk of the Marlins just being you know just moving on now in in advance of this season? Could you see that eventuality happening, Lee? Uh, I think because what we gave up to get him, I think they might be. You know, it's, you know, it's hard to, to do that. Because then it'd be seen as a failure, even though obviously the other players have, have proven their 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 worth as well now. And you know what I'm saying with that option, he can go down, which you know, which is is, is useful. Well, this is definitely his last season. 
you know, to prove it. If he doesn't do it this season, then yeah, they will be forced forced to, to move on. But okay. I still think they will start with him, you know, yeah, for this yeah. season. But it's hard to say because he did. You know, if he has a good spring, do we get ex- excited again? Oh because, my god! Because, because yeah, I mean, we we saw that last yeah. year. So it's hard. It's, it's going to be hard hard to judge him on his spring and say, yeah, you know, you know, he, he, he's found it and stuff because he, he did it last year. And when the regular season came, he he, he just didn't didn't perform again. But yeah, no, this that had definitely his last shot. I think. But I think he will make the team, or at least still be in the minors. You know, he, they won't cut him. You know, you know, straight out yet. Just for yeah. Yeah, I guess when we look at this, Dickerson will be on the 20. It's a, what are we up to now? 26-man roster now, isn't it, for next season? So we've got, got an extra spot. But anyway, Dickerson will be there. Yudish, Matt Joyce will be there. Um, Harold, you've got Jesus will start probably at AAA. Mm-hmm. Monte Harrison will probably start at AAA, coming back from injury, potentially. I don't know. He, there's so much, there's so much that could go on in this outfield, <laughs> and probably when we when it comes to it, it'll be Dickerson at, at left and Brian Anderson at right, probably. And yeah. you know, cent, center field is up for grabs. Brinson will be given every opportunity to start, but uh, particularly if Anderson is playing right, then that takes VR out of the. Uh, into third base, you'd say, so he wouldn't be in centre field. So, that's oh, so that's what I'm saying. If we're going to go with the option of, you know, five five bench, you know, bench players still, you know, have have thirteen pitch, you know, thirteen and thirteen, you know, you know, like hitters and pitchers, you're left with mm-hmm. a catcher, you know, as as one spot, which is going to yeah. be uh, Savelli, you know, you'd think. So now, then the other question is who fills up the other the other four four bench spots? And if we're gonna go go with Harold, probably I reckon for one. Probably John Bertie will be another one. Then do we fill it fill up with two more outfielders? Cooper, if he's not gonna start. I mean I actually was surprised Cooper's still got three options left. So he, he can go down, you know, if need be. Yeah. But, well he's been on he's been on the IL, the DL yeah. for, for every other time. We haven't need to move him around. One of the ones to watch is probably a Magnieris, you know, Sierra because he's he's going to be out out of options. So either mm. he, I think, if he doesn't start in centre field, I think he might be cut, you know, to to, to, to make some space yeah. on the bench. I think. So I just yeah. can't see how everyone else is going to fit. It's going to be an interesting. I, I look at Sierra and think the same. It's going to be an interesting spring training, then. I think I, I think maybe the plan might even be to, to just work it out in spring training. Maybe they don't even know at the moment. I think with Brinson, just going back to your question there, if it's based on performance, then the answer is quite clear. He hasn't he hasn't done it, but it, it's admitting failure. I think, as Lee said, to 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 maybe to to stop it there, to cut it short, as Lee said, especially what gave up for him. So. I I would like to see him have one more chance, and I, I think that's probably what will happen. But that's just you know that's as you said, it's anyone's guess. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And uh, let's. Um, I, I'd be surprised actually if the Marlins um, went into spring training <clears throat> based decision solely on that, because as we've seen, uh, spring training often isn't a direct indicator of performance for the for the season ahead. Um, 
Lewis is uh, is the best example of that, I would say. But anyway, it's going to be a real interesting uh, interesting spring training, that is for sure. And, and when I think back, it you've got the new hitting coach in town, and maybe the plan is just to give him as many options as possible and let him work with some of these guys and just see see what he can eke out. Maybe that's the plan. I don't know. I mean, there's you know there's a lot of room to manoeuvre here. So, hey, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. It, I think the starting centre field remains the, the uncertain spot, but who's going to be on the bench and who makes the 26-man and what happens in the next few weeks with the 40-man, I guess is up for debate. Is there any other major positions... I don't think there is really. I think everything else is kind of settling down now. You yeah, know, the infield looks quite settled, doesn't it? Yeah. It does so. The hitting wise, yeah. I think I think the actual starting lineup, you know, infield wise is set barring any sort of sort of big big changes, but yeah. It's just the outfield yeah. centre yeah. field, I'd say, is is the only question mark, I think, who actually starts. Who have we got in terms of second base, in terms of cover for second base? Well, that seems a bit. That seems a little bit shy, maybe that that area. I think VR can play a bit there. Birdie yeah. played a bit. Mig, Miggy Rowe, perhaps. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think we have an out and out sort no. of. You know, back up. It'll be you know, one one of them to fill in if Diaz, you know, doesn't perform yeah. well enough. I, do you know what? I've, I've been thinking more and more about Isan Diaz actually, and. I, Something coming out of well the back end of last season, I think, or just as the season ended, was you know a comment by Donny just specifically about Isan, and you know basically saying he's got to earn it. Mm-hmm. You know it it hasn't gone how we would have all hoped and liked at the back back end of you know after he came up. Yeah, okay, there was a couple of highlight home runs, but beyond that, it it wasn't good enough really, and it wasn't what he wanted it to be. So I, I think that was a really interesting comment. And, you know, let's be totally honest. You know, if, if let, I, I look at VR and he's a shortstop in the main, but he can play third. He could, he could play anywhere in the infield probably other than first. And we're going to, you know, he's going to play every day. I mean, he's, he's on a, you know, $10 million or $8 million contract. So he'll be playing. And if Isan doesn't embrace it or grasp it, you know, Maybe VR will start a second base and Isan will go back down to AAA for a bit. I don't know. Well, that's another interesting one. Yeah. I'm not, of course, I bought a jersey of his, so we know what happens. Curse, um, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace to his career. Yeah. This, this is it. So, anyway, there's going to be so much that's going to shake out. So, I'm really excited for, for spring training to get started and you know, see how it all, all shapes up. Um, guys, you know, a couple of other. Guest news and notes. Um, it's FanFest, actually, a couple of days' time. Obviously, we're all not going to be there, which is which is a shame, but FanFest is coming up, so I'm excited to see all of the you know, the stuff on Twitter and whatever knocking around, so that should be exciting. Um, still hoping, and if someone's listening, any of the players, they want to come and join us on the pod, you're more than welcome. Contact my agent. We can make that happen. So... Um, you know, that'd be exciting, but we already mentioned as well, um, Chen, Chen's got a deal with the Mariners. Um, 
And I guess the other the other deal of note really was um, our old man Marcelo Zuna, who I think he's I'm going to say he's adopted the Josh Donaldson technique, and that is sign with the Braves for a one year deal at a big contract, uh, you know, value for that for that year, and you know, just see how it goes. For whatever reason, for me, I don't know what you boys, whether you followed him that much in his time in St. Louis, but I felt like the fans didn't fully embrace him. I don't know. And I know there was a few little defensive slip-ups and stuff, but, um, you know, I don't feel like he was fully settled there. And in the end, he's ended up signing with the Braves. So we're going to see a lot more of of Marcel. And, you know, he likes hitting the Marlins Park, that's for sure. So... That's going to be exciting. What do you think about that one, Lee? Yeah, I mean, it's a good deal deal for them, I think. It's like saying he's, you know, he's still a star player to me. I was yeah. surprised. I mean, like saying, he's taking the one-year deal so next year, probably aiming for that four, four five-year year deal. Like I saying, I don't think in St. Louis he ever fully settled. It didn't seem like he had any intention to stay there. You know, you know now, you know, well, once he, once he, he, he became a free agent. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good deal. Deal for both, I think. Yeah, agreed. What about you, Dan? Same. Yeah, I think it's um, yeah, it's, it's a good deal for for Azuna, good deal for the Braves, it's a good deal for this uh, this podcast because we we like Azuna. We all quite yeah. fond, we all we all um, pretty fond of the Braves team, not just not the fan base. Um, we <laughs> like uh, we like the Braves UK account. So um, yeah, so as you just said, people are going to see a lot more of, of Azuna. So um, yeah, it's a good trade, good all round trade that. Yeah. Exactly, and how are we seeing the the NL East as a as a whole shaping up, guys? I mean, um, just my view is that the Nats will have a hangover, so interested to see what they do. Um, the Mets are the Mets, so anything could happen there. The Braves, you know, looking okay and. I think the Phillies should be licking their lips and thinking this, you know, they should really try and kick on. And they were, they had a lot of bad luck. I felt last year with injuries, like they lost some, some key players at some key moments and whatever. So, what about you boys? How are you seeing the NLE shaping up? Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's, it's still going to be a very tough division, I think, which is why it's just you know, it, even though we we probably are going to be improved, you know, we're going to play better. It may not show up too much in the wins, but I, like I said, I do think we're going to win seventy plus. But like I say, it's going to be tough. But yeah, I think the the Braves are probably still going to be the team to beat. But like I say, it should be a lot closer. I think yeah, the, the pack are, are going to be, be closer. They say the Mets. Who I mean, the Mets. Are, you don't know. <laughs> they they could win sixty or ninety. You just mm-hmm. don't know with them at the minute. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be going to be another tough tough division where you know they're they're going to take take wins wins from each other. You see, one I can't remember who it was. On someone actually predicted us to win eighty games. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, on but he he still had us coming last. So I don't know if that if that can even work, where the whole division wins eighty games because you think the amount of times they play each other seems yeah. it seems a tough ask to win eighty unless the whole division wins. Yeah, you know, wins like you know, you know the same amount really. Uh, it, um... But, but that's it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It was a bit of a that's a bold shout. That is that's a peak, that's a peak <laughs> bold shout. That's, 
That is a Pete Pratt. Uh, uh, that is. That's, that that uh, is Pete you know after what? a few beers. That is a uh, yeah. That's that's one of your specials. That is. Well, do you know what? I, I and I understand why you're saying that, but actually, it's a Rob Newell after a after a Carl. <laughs> this is very true. Very true. That's a good. It's shout. a Rob Newell. His optimism is. Uh, it is often misguided, let's say. He, he he sits on the optimistic end. So um and actually, sorry, we should have mentioned this at the start. Um Rob uh Rob's gonna be out of commission on, on the pod for uh for a couple more weeks. Um you, you would have seen we announced that he's uh he's just become a father again and um he's enjoying and taking time with the family. So we you know, we wish him well and congrats to to him and his and his wife on on their new uh, new little boy, what's um? I didn't, I can't remember, uh, I can't remember the name. I should have dug that out. Um, so, but either way, weigh in, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, it was a contender. Weigh in, so Newell. Weigh in, Newell. There we go. So congrats, congrats to the Newells. Um, hope you're enjoying congrats. a couple of yeah. a couple of corals, mate. A couple of cold corals while. Uh, you know, while you're doing a few night feeds, we're missing you, but we'll hold it down in the meantime. Um, and as well, uh, uh, just a wider note, I've uh, I've joined a new I've joined a new fantasy league. It's a dynasty league, and um, Lee, you're already in this league, and uh, so I've I've joined this now. There was uh, there was a team available, so I've I've joined this, and what I've realised is there's ten spots available for uh, for uh, for rookies or for Minor leaguers, however you want to, however you want to phrase it, and there's a draft upcoming, and I've realised that my minor league knowledge <laughs> is not great. And um, Rob Newell, I could have done was my as my assistant captain or assistant manager, whatever it may be. So, you know, let's get let's get back to action soon, Rob. Um, anyway, guys, I think I think that's probably the main topics for today that we we wanted to get into. It was you know the moves that have been made. And how we see this outfield shaping up, and um, the moves are positive. The outfield remains a mystery. It's going to be fun to watch. Chen signed on. Ozuna's got a deal. Um, we've signed Sean Rodriguez. Um, am I missing anything? Wrapped up. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So I think that we'll call it a day, lads, because this is an absolute record pace for us <laughs> we've only just ticked over into half hour so for all the listeners out there give us some feedback if you preferred this type and this speed well let us know but the problem is when rob's back in town when we're going to be back up to an hour so. <laughs> um, excellent lee dan great to see you again thanks uh, thanks so much for joining me um, it's been a good, good, fun couple of weeks, and I, I think it's gonna just continue to build from here, lads. It's gonna get very exciting for the Marlins. I'm optimistic. I'm not 80 wins optimistic for 2020, but <laughs> you know, I, I think you're right that you know we'll temper expectations. But um, awesome guys. Well, thanks so much again. That's episode 35 of Fish Across the Pond in the books, and we will be back. Next week or the week after, perhaps. We'll see how we get on. But um, until then, do reach out on Twitter if uh, you want to engage and hope you're enjoying the show. And we'll speak soon.